mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Wow! Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broder, we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, <laughs> how you doing? Oh, I'm enjoying that little giggle you had in your voice there. Very enjoyable. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I've am i got a cup of tea. It's starting to warm up here in Hertfordshire. And uh, I've just noticed in the last couple of hours that I've actually got like a blossom tree just outside Ooh. my house. Who needs to go to Japan? Who needs <laughs> to head to the Hanami Festival? Who who cares anymore? I quit. <laughs> I've got a, a, a blossom tree outside my window. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you're the winner, Pete. You're, you're a I winner. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, we can't even look at cherry blossoms in Japan this year. The old Hanami Festival has been sort of banned uh, this year because of the old coronavirus nonsense and bloody coronavirus thing so we can't oh, no. sit out under the trees and have a beer have a picnic enjoy the cherry blossom i think my That's local insane. park for example has got like a big sign saying don't come here no fun allowed so it's a shame <laughs> isn't it second year no no cherry blossoms you've yeah. won well done I th- I think that it's I I think that I, I think it'll kind of pull into sharp focus um, the ridiculousness of just you know having a bento box and a beer underneath a, <laughs> a, a, a cherry blossom tree. I can think of no good reason why anyone would do that at the best of times. I know it's a big um, spectator spot in Japan, but it, and it's something that draws tourists to the mm. to the country. But I just do sort of find it a little underwhelming. <laughs> it's very it's beautiful. Nice. But... It is cool because obviously you can drink in public in Japan, right? So you mm. get your favorite. Beers, you get your strong zeros and your yeah. quiche and your sandwiches. One cup whatever. sake, one cup sake. <laughs> if you're mental, and you go down the park and you sit with your friends, have a laugh, get drunk, and uh, you know, soak up the afternoon sun. Before, I think up to a few years ago, there was a what do they call it? A YouTuber Hanami meetup in Tokyo. All the YouTubers would like meet up and ah. get drunk and network and stuff. I never actually went because I didn't live and I oh, continue miserable. to not live. Miserable. In Tokyo. Yeah, miserable, miserable boy thinks he's better than all the other YouTubers. <laughs> Disgusting. I'm above I'm above them, no. I I just it's a bit far off to, to go down the table, right. especially for that. But I've actually spent my afternoon looking at photos of Utah because a few weeks ago I did say on this podcast that the place I mm. want to go the most in the world is Utah, mainly because of the scenery. And we've got loads of listeners in Utah, it turns out, and the half of them are like why the hell do you want to go to Utah? And the other half are like, mm. yeah, it's good. And they've sent me lots of photos of <laughs> sweeping national parks and beautiful canyons. <laughs> and I really want to go now. So 
Yeah, I, li- I like oh. it when you sort of pick somewhere out that you, that you want to go and then instead of like being, not welcoming, but sort of people going, oh yeah, come, it's beautiful, I recommend this place, I recommend this place. Mm. They just sort of go, why are you coming? I remember when I went to, I remember <laughs> last year when I went to Milwaukee, um, or oh, the year <laughs> before random. last rather, I went to Milwaukee um, dr- uh, getting the train up from Chicago and it's like, everyone was like, what the hell are you doing here? Why <laughs> are you in Milwaukee? I was like, well, Milwaukee's one of those places that people talk about on films, so I want to have a look what's going on. <laughs> and that's the only reason. No, I'd that's love to the go. Only reason. I'd have to go to some of these more kind of ex- obscure places in the US. And that'd be kind of cool to go from like Tokyo to Utah. How trippy would that be? <laughs> Is there a plane oh, to Utah? Probably. Uh, like probably City. not. You'd probably, have to, you'd probably have to change in uh, Los Angeles or Atlanta or somewhere. <laughs> we'll make it happen. We'll make it mm. happen. Oh, man. Well, we've got a story this week from Aidan from Scotland. He says, Dear Chris and Pete, I have noticed that Chris has an obsession with being eaten by a bear, as this always mm. seems to be top of his list of worries when travelling Japan. This prompted me to recount my own tale of terror with the local fauna during a stay in Fukuoka as part of an incredible seven-week trip across Japan oh. with my lovely girlfriend, Jess. Seven Hello. weeks. That's, that that is, would. I mean, that mental. is cracking, isn't it? And that is kind of like you are in a situation where your jet lag would go after a few weeks. You would feel <laughs> like you felt alive. You wouldn't feel a need <laughs> to drink every night because you were dripping every last drop of fun out of the holiday. Oh, man. Beautiful. Seven weeks. Big I mean, fan. that is. Big fan of that. I'd, we'll have to create a seven-week itinerary. I don't even know what I'd do if I had seven <laughs> weeks in Japan. I live here. Uh, Aiden continues, The story begins on a beautiful summer's day in Fukuoka, in which we decided to enjoy bento boxes for a pleasant lunch in the beautiful surroundings of uh, Ohori Park. There we stood in the peace and tranquility of Ohori Park, bento in hand, admiring the view, when suddenly death from above, in the blink of an eye and out of absolutely nowhere, a monster crashed down from the skies onto my girlfriend's bento box, smashing the box from her hands and making off with a potato salad. Such was the shock of the sudden speed and impact of the attack that it took a moment to register what on earth just happened as the giant winged demon was in and out in one fell swoop. Upon realising we were under attack, we hastily made for the safety of a nearby patch of trees as the giant bird of prey continued to circle just a few metres above while I prepared to serve up a knuckle sandwich should the menace come in for a second course. It turns out the assailant was a black-eared kite, or tobi in Japanese, a subspecies of the black kite known affectionately as a shite hawk by the military, (laughs) a derogatory term used by soldiers as a result of the bird's reputation for stealing food from their plates. Uh, Throughout the remainder of our trip, I was acutely aware of the constant presence of these birds soaring at high altitude absolutely everywhere, from Kyushu to Tokyo. (laughs) This begs the question, have you ever had an encounter with a black kite? And if so... Did you lose your potato salad or your wheels of camembert? Keep up the great work. We look forward to the content. <laughs> Cheers, Aidan from Scotland. Have you ever come face to face with a shite hawk, the black-eared No, but, I, that, but a shite hawk always reminds me of shitbird, uh, which is what Mr. Leahy used to call everyone in the uh, TV show Trailer Park Boys, uh, the, the late great uh, actor who played Mr. Leahy. God, he was so good. Uh, yeah, I've, I've never been attacked by a bird of prey. I've not really encountered many of them, to be quite frank, but uh, it, it's certainly in, in, in like Brighton and London. Um, well, mainly Brighton, to be honest. Yeah, seagulls are very much our bird of prey when it comes to having a bit of fish and chips on the uh, on a promenade. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, God, the last time I was attacked was by a seagull, and it was in Brighton, and I had some chips, and I looked, I looked the wrong way, and I, 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 you know, one just came down, sat on my shoulder, 
pinched a few and then pissed off. And it was quite a, it was quite a frightening, <laughs> shocking sort of blitzkrieg experience. These seagulls coming down, swooping. And uh, another time, I was with a friend in uh, in Sendai, and uh, we were eating. I think I think she had a baguette, and uh, a, a hawk a came Frenchman. out of nowhere. <laughs> well, you just, you just hear this like down. <laughs> Frenchman came down, and and stole it. the baguette. You just hear this kind of like, it was like a bass drop sound as the hawk sort of swoops down and it was gone like <laughs> like that. Before you even knew what happened, it was gone. Sailing through oh, the air wow. with baguette. Yeah, well, look, I, I was in uh, Yoyogi Park and that is it the Meiji uh, Shrine next to Yoyogi yeah, Park? Yeah. I was, um, you could stick your hand out because I guess people feed the birds quite a lot. If you stick your hand out um, as if you've got something in them, uh, birds will come and land on your on your hand. Uh, but wow. of course, uh, that day I didn't have any um, nuts or whatever the hell you give birds, seeds uh, in my hand. And it just came down, sat on my hand and then flew off again. So I tricked a bird. Um, so I like to think that the karma is kind of trying to balance itself and poor Aiden's getting a Attacked by shithawks. <laughs> you bird charlatan. Sorry. Like crap, Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> I, 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 out of interest, actually not out of interest, interesting facts. Do you know what a seagull, seagull is in Japanese, the word for seagull? Oh, I don't actually. Um, would it be Would it be in some dialect that's not necessarily your Tokyo, etc.? Well, it actually involves the word, the Japanese word for sea. So if you know what the mm. Japanese word for sea is... What's sea in Japanese? No, can't remember. Come on. <laughs> umi. Umi. Right? Umi. Seagull right. is umineko. Umineko. As in What's that? sea cat. Hey, well done. Yeah. Why is it, why is it, it sea cat? Because it's the cat of the is sea. It like fish? It's, it's the, the cat, cat of the sea. Of course it is the cat of the sea. That makes sense. <laughs> it's yeah, been a great, yeah. a great source of confusion for the last eight years. Whenever someone's like, oh, umineko. I'm like, what? That's cat. Cat sea? <laughs> sea cat or what? Uh, no, a seagull. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. It. It's cute. Well, I, I might be able to remember that. I, you've taught me two bits of uh, Japanese recently. Sapari, uh, which I think is refreshing. Yeah. Uh, and now this. Combine <laughs> it, what do you get? Sapari umineko. A refreshing <laughs> yes, seagull. As I am down by the marina <laughs> tearing a seagull. Hair, hairy, feathery, limb by limb from limb, uh, and chowing down on it. My face scarlet red from the blood, uh, and I look up and I go, mm, "Sapari, umineko, umineko." That would be a cracking advert. I, I want to make that happen. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! This week, news story: British person does stupid thing in Japan. I haven't mm. had one of these recently. Because the I'm absence of tourists, there's no, yeah, no tourists, <laughs> nothing bad's happened. No British people have done anything <laughs> uh, stupid. Someone has, though. Uh, a British mm. citizen this week is, was arrested in Japan for throwing his bento box in a, in, a, in a... Sorry, his bento trash in a mailbox. So he put his bento box that he'd right. half finished into a post box. What do you think of that, Pete? How do, how do you feel about um, that? It's, I mean, it is rude, but... I would say that. It, have you seen like the? Tra- I guess the trash boxes are could be sort of confused uh, no, they with couldn't. the mailboxes. They could they? I mean, no, they because the mailboxes sometimes have like handles on them, which kind of looks like those big trash compactors that you see in big cities. And I don't know. I I think he's got plausible deniability there. I think there if he's got port- a decent no. solicitor, <laughs> go and type in Japanese mailbox while I read out this new story. Because you're, if you if you think a Japanese mailbox one. looks like a bin, 
I've used one. I've used one before because when you've got to post back your little Wi-Fi dongles, you've got to put them in the post. So, yeah, I have seen them. They've got the T's on the top, haven't they? They're designed for his T with the line on the top. But, um, yeah, uh, I think he is just – because it's in uh, Kamakura, he is trying to protect the remnants of his bento box from the old uh, Umi Neckles. (laughs) Plausible dart. Yes, that was his reason. So many routes to defend himself with. 37-year-old Anthony Tanaka uh, from living in Kamakura uh, chucked his bento box in a post box and was arrested on charges of violation of Japan's waste management law. Uh, apparently, a, a bloody police officer saw him do it. The, if you're going to put your rubbish in a post box, at least keep an eye out for police. Yes, at 2, two o'clock in the afternoon, Tanaka, having apparently recently polished off his takeout bento box, tossed the empty container, disposable chopsticks, and empty plastic drink into a city mailbox. It was spotted by a patrolling officer. He placed him under arrest. And uh, apparently, this has been a common occurrence recently in Kamakura, and they think it could well be Tanaka could actually be Anthony Tanaka has <laughs> been doing it the whole time. Like, not one off. Uh, He's done it like three times at least. Seven seven times uh, this has happened now. And they think he's he's the guy. Oh, uh, wow. So he's like a one-man trash machine. He's a one-man kind of... I, I wonder if they can sort of like correlate his tastes, sort of check his stomach for taste. what he's been eating. Trash tastes. Trash tastes. <laughs> what, what, his, uh, what, what he's been eating recently. Oh, that's fascinating. They, they, they've managed to track like a load of the, the dumping of trash in a post box, in that post box that, you know, he was arrested for. Um, so there's a, there's a pattern. There's a pattern of postal abuse here. Absolutely, and and unluckily well, for him, uh, there could be a potential penalty penalty of up to five years in prison, uh, or a mm. fine of five hundred thousand yen, about five thousand dollars. But I don't suspect it will go down that badly. Um, but <laughs> there you go. Don't don't put the rubbish in the post box. That's all I'm saying. No. Uh, no. The good thing is, it's pretty rare for people to kind of do this sort of thing. Like we've talked about in the past, how there isn't that many bins or trash cans mm. in Japan because the old uh, sarin gas attacks back in the 1990s and uh, so they got a lot of they got rid of a lot of them in um, in Tokyo because some of the sarin gas was put in a bin I believe and mm. uh, so yeah they got rid of the bins and I hate spending my days walking through bloody Tokyo trying to look for a bin every time I'm there and I've just finished my camembert or my chicken I've got camembert <laughs> in one hand chicken wrapper in the other and I spend at least an hour looking for a bin. It's not fun, and you'll just, experience just go it. Just going one of those. Just one. Just going to one of those little, um, those little smoking booths, uh, and just set fire burn to it. it. <laughs> just burn it. If burn they're allowed it. to sort of smoke on the streets, they don't smoke wherever they bloody want. Just go in and burn your trash in front of them. <laughs> and I'll find myself in a jail cell <laughs> along with Anthony Tanaka in no time. Oh man! But uh, yeah, I can understand the frustration looking for a bin. It's bloody annoying. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> don't, don't put it don't, in a post box. Don't put your rubbish in a post box. Oh, I feel yeah. so. You know the post. The post. Uh, the mailman in Japan. They're always really good and kind of on the ball. And uh, I just feel sorry for someone who's had a really long day delivering mail. They open up the post box and just like an empty bento. Just comes out, <laughs> used chopsticks, some some Picari sweat. That's not you. That's never no, much fun. No, you really don't. Naughty man.
But what Anthony Tanaka should have had was a Cup Noodle Pro. Nishin has released a new version of Cup Noodle, the ramen, the instant ramen we all know and love. And mm. uh, yeah, it's got it's Cup Noodle Pro. It's like, it's like a bloody iPhone, the way they've upgraded the, <laughs> the Cup Noodle. Uh, why is it Pro, Pete? Any ideas? Uh, is it full of potassium? Is it full of uh, cement? Is it full of cement? Is it, is it like uh, aluminium brushed? Is the um, plastic carton now made of aluminium and it's reusable? No. <laughs> does it contain? Does it? No. No, it does no. not. I uh, no. I actually thought it was like professional, right? Like pro, mm. but stands for protein. <laughs> Just kind of disappointing. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that is a little bit disappointing, isn't it? I kind of thought like Cup Noodle Pro. Maybe it's like a higher level cup noodle. Maybe the prawns yeah, are better. better maybe slightly the meat's better, better. Slightly better processor. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. If it was like quality, like you know, big chunks of dried steak. Oh wow, that'd be amazing. It would be lovely. But no, I mean, I mean, you've had a cup noodle, right? They come with mystery mm. meat, don't they? <laughs> mystery meat. Are you a fan of mystery meat? What is yeah, I, like, I, I, I love like I would like to get like loads of cup noodles, like the the innards, the little kind of um, the little chunks of meat and stuff, and just open like fifty instant ramen cup noodles, and then just pile up. I just want a big mouthful of that dried, salty uh, meat that you get in oh, there, and I'll just be like, oh. and I'd never, I'd, I'd, I'd be drinking water until the end of time. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, like cup noodles, just pure salt. It's just pure sodium, mm. isn't it? I was talking to. Um, yeah. My friend Connor, Sea Dog VA, the other day we made a video mm. and uh, he did a video where he ate every single ramen, every single cup noodle ever. Mm. Uh, I don't think he ate. Hello, I'm going to eat the <laughs> most pot noodles possible. Hello, yes. <laughs> That's how he talks. You've, you've nailed his posh. Mm, that that one was with... delicious. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That is what he sounds like. Oh man! I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put this. This show. This episode features Connor. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should do an entire episode. Oh, Connor's back, everyone. And it's just Connor's doing back. That, I like wearing suits and doing voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna beat you up. He's gonna. He's gonna take you down. He's big guy. Yeah, yeah. But he's stuck in Japan, so he can't can't get me. Can't get me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a rough and ready Connor. With your Hartlepool <laughs> accent. Both voice actors. He's a voice actor like yourself. I don't know who's the yes. best voice actor. I imagine he's a little more successful. <laughs> I don't know. don't know. But anyway, back to the back to the cup noodles. But yeah, I talked to him about it and uh, apparently it was very bad and he felt like absolute crap. I think he like... And to be fair, if I have a cup noodle, my skin feels all tingly and weird. I don't know if that's good or not. Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound not, great, Chris. Well, it's, not, it's not in a good tingly way. It. It's a no. sort of... Bloated. I shouldn't have had so much salt way. Um, right, not in a like a magic of Christmas kind of way. No, not <laughs> like I'm, t- I'm tingling and excited. Yeah, I'm tingling and excited for the magic of Christmas. <laughs> I mean, you, do you not get that when you have a, a cup noodle? Do you feel like you've done something unspeakably bad to yourself? No, I feel, I feel, I don't think they're as bad for you as you kind of, you know, for of all the things you can eat in the West, certainly. Um, I think like anything sort of Nissin cup noodly is it's f- absolutely fine. I just wish there was a, a few more um, flavour choices uh, in in the UK. Quite frankly, well, I don't know. I don't know what we've got in the UK. 
What what is there in the UK? Just I mean the the, the cup noodle ones are just the basic kind of prawny chickeny one, I suppose. We have very sort of basic tastes. Yeah, I would like I would like a full gamut of like interesting cup noodle choices because you know the 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 different choices we have nowadays for like your your normal lunch they're invariably sandwiches and they're invariably um, <laughs> quite bad for you. So I'm I'm just think we should be eating cup noodles like like the Japanese do. They're healthy. They're just in- you know very salty. <laughs> the livers don't work. I don't know why invariably sandwiches just sounds like a rip off like crappy 80s band <laughs> that tried to be really clever with their name sandwiches yeah so it reminds me of simply red <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, apparently the old <laughs> the cup needle pro they've put more protein in the mystery meat which nobody knows what the mystery meat is it is a secret mm. it's a mystery it's higher protein mystery meat which contains 15 <laughs> grams of protein now uh, and more right. dietary fiber with a 50 percent reduction in carbs so actually could be kind of healthy it's kind of a healthier variant with a bit of extra yeah. protein. Could be good after the gym. Go down the gym, crack out a cup noodle, get the protein. <laughs> cup noodle. I just like the fact that they, the thing with like protein is it's just added to – you can get an option – like you can sort of like buy like Mars bars with more protein in, and it's just they just you know in 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 the lab they just stir in more unlovable kind whey of powder. powder. There's no art to it. Yeah, it's just it's just that in it really. It's just whey proteins. There you go. Bang, have <laughs> a bit more protein. How have they added more protein to mystery meat? I want I want to yeah. find like a whistleblower at Nishin, the cup needle factory. I'm like, what the hell is this mystery meat? <laughs> Tell us. Yeah. Tell us what it is. <laughs> I, I suspect it's a mixture of beef and chicken, but I don't know. Mm. If any of you guys know what mystery meat is, let us know because I'm dying mm. to know. But uh, there you go. I, I, might, I might try it once. I might give it a shot before it's gone. These things come and go. And going back to what you just said about protein, Japan has finally caught on to this sort of protein trend where you do add mm. protein into everything. Like uh, there's a lot of um, kind of breakfast cereal bars now and they've just stuffed protein in. In the same way that um, gummy sweets contain a lot of added collagen in Japan to make your skin look nice and feel nice <laughs> rather. Brilliant. Yeah. Got to do something with those hooves now. Now everything else has got all the jelly sweets in the West have gone uh, vegetarian uh, and they've got like, a kind of interesting claggy kind of uh, not un, 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 uh, not unpleasant uh, sort of claggy taste to it. Um, the, the old, the old, the old vegetarian ones. I think um, you, you got to do something with the hooves. Can't make glue till forever. Can you? Well, you could put it in mystery meat. Put it in the cup noodle put it in mystery meat. Exactly. Oh, put God. it in mystery meat. Be fine. It's a terrible thing to think of. I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll come back with a full review in the next yeah. few days. Uh, before we jump into the facts machine, we're going to take a quick break. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This week at Sukarnov. On WrestleMe, Mark Haynes has been telling me about the world's tiniest man. Like, you wouldn't remember that guy <laughs> coming in. Flobbing in. Like, it's a big pancake. A massive sort of soft biscuit. <laughs> yeah, are you sure he's six inches? Do you remember him? Do I remember him? Do I? Right, then he isn't six inches He's tall. got a very unique body. <laughs> you can also join me on the Luke and Pete show, where me and Luke have been trying to come up with excuses for our poor hairstyle choices. 
Now, more than any other era of my life, I care less and less about what other people think. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I think we're at the time of life where we've probably got more disposable income than we had ten years ago, and we don't give a shit about what anybody thinks. And that's how midlife crises begin. I buy the stupid thing. I've got a scooter now. I'm wearing a ponytail. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. And we're back. What have we got in the fax machine this week, Mr. Donaldson? Ah, we got a message from Ben from Swansea, up the swans. Uh, Hi, Chris and Pete, listening to the recent podcast about the Post-it Note Bar. I want to share the experience my wife and I had when visiting Japan in 2019. It was our first night in Japan and in Shinjuku. We were exhausted after 24 hours of travelling via Singapore, but we fancied a little mooch out. We ended up in Golden Guy and the strangest bar we've ever been in. The bar was not suspicious, and we were hailed at the bar by the owner waving a rubber chicken at us out the window. Once inside the... (laughs) You've missed the name of the bar. The bar was called Not Suspicious. Oh, the bar was called Not Suspicious. Sorry, yeah, sorry. The bar was called Not Suspicious. And we were held in the bar by the owner waving a rubber chicken at us out of the window. Once inside, the place is covered with little post-it note-sized pieces of paper from all of the previous uh, patrons. Um, It was obviously a tourist trap, but it was amazing. The bar could only um, fit five people in at most, uh, but that didn't stop the crazy owner from ramming into nearly 12 people. We ended uh, up drinking far too much and having one hell of a first night in Japan with a rubber chicken waving barman. Attached photos of the entrance and inside plus our little offering to the bar keep the good work guys cheers ben in swansea and yeah just this bar is just covered in goddamn post-it notes and weird things but calling your bar not suspicious you're not going to be you know exciting many people are you really bar bar not a murderer it's a bit of of alarm (laughs) bells ringing situation yeah Uh, the post-it notes this is the second time, isn't it? And uh, we did have one about two weeks ago where someone, a girl, went into a bar and uh, she was told that to be like become a part of the bar, she had to draw Dumbo the Elephant on a post-it note That's as a right, sort of yes, initiation so. ceremony. I love that. What is yeah. it with post-it notes? Why is it the key to building relationships and to becoming a part of a bar? 1M or whoever makes them. Is it 1M or uh, 3M. whatever? 3M. Um, I like the fact on the wall there's also a little kind of um, just, I think it's the doorway leading into the street. There's like a little sign that says, do you try suspicious shot? <laughs> <laughs> and meeting you is a miracle. <laughs> it's all very good. It's always suspicious. What would you do? If you had a bar, what would people have to do as a sort of initiation? Uh, well, like every eye. bar, I think. In, uh, well, yeah, it would be an exclusively red eye and one cup sake shop, and um, oh, also um, the only food would be takoyaki, and you would have to play that little pop up pirate style um, crocodile game. I don't know what there is about you the just Japanese. You combine like uh, three bar. games in one: <laughs> crocodile, no, yeah, well, pop-up I mean, pirate game. So, so there's always a pop-up pirate in a bar. There's always that little kind of crocodile game where you press down the teeth, and at one point it sort of it buckaroos a man and another one. It buckaroos and uh, it it uh, clamps down on your on your on your hand. Um, I just think the Japanese really like being surprised. <laughs> It's true. I I noticed, by the way, that crocodile game. I used to play that with friends at a Japanese bar. And uh, mm. little life hack for the crocodile game: if you keep your finger mm. really low, the, the the top mouth, the jaw won't slam down on your finger. Just keep your finger really low. <laughs> Press it down low. Yeah, life hack. How 
How weak are your fingers that it can't withstand a small bit of plastic wrapping at you across it the It is knuckles? terrifying. Those crocodiles are scary, Pete. <laughs> Not as scary as Pop-Up Pirate, but there you go. But, I, I, but like scary, like sort of surprise games. We When we were in a bar, me, Natsuki and others, we were playing that um, electricity game that accidentally, oh, yeah. uh, that sometimes accidentally or, or, or deliberately um, uh, gets you with electricity. Awful. That was great, though, because <laughs> Natsuki was the only one that got electrocuted over and over. Correct. Yeah. Good old Natsuki. They, just like, the they like to surprise things. They do. Crack out pop-up pirate. We've got one from Franklin Reeves. He says, hi, Chris and Pete. My question is short and sweet. What's the one question you always wish you were asked but never are? My second question is slightly longer. If you had only one day left in Japan and you could go anywhere in the blink of an eye, where would you go, what would you do, and who would you see? Best, Franklin Reeves. <laughs> first question Pete what's the one question you always wish you were asked but never asked um, I wish I was asked um, where did you learn to dance so good <laughs> that's what I would like to be asked <laughs> I've never seen you dance Let, I, I, exactly. oh yes I have yeah it wasn't you yeah. have actually yeah I yeah. Think, yeah. Oh, that, that uh, in was it Borderline Borderline yes, in, London. In, uh, yeah. in London and it was, uh, and it was interesting. you didn't have an English phone, so I didn't have your phone number. In fact, I don't think I even do have your phone number. I think I've got you online. Good. But your friend was in my phone as you, and I thought I was sending you a picture of the evening, you just hanging out in a nightclub or whatever, in, in Borderline, having a dance at the indie night with your friend. And uh, I sent it to your other friend. Uh, because that's whose number I had. And so it just <laughs> sounded like I was just trying, like, picking on you by sending surreptitious pictures of you to friend people you know. And it took me the longest time to figure out that that was going <laughs> on. <laughs> oh, Pete. Oh, dear. And oh, to this dear. day, you still don't have my number. No. Ha, ha, ha. Never will. And you don't Never deserve will. it. If I one day left in Japan and I go anywhere in the blink of an eye, I would go to... Oh, that's a tough one. Good God. I'd go to... Oh, I don't know. Pete, help me out here. Where would you go? <laughs> Where would I go? Um, I would go to... Uh, what's that place that, um, that Ryotaro went to uh, recently? Uh, the top of the the top of the country. The top of um, north of Sapporo. Wakanai. I'd go to Wakanai and I'd throw a bento box into the sea. Hey! And <laughs> Just Get arrested. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go to... Uh, I'd go to... Okinawa, you get a tan. Because I haven't had a nice. beach holiday in a while. And I haven't been to Okinawa yes. in a long time. I've only been there once. And it was mm. for some like sponsored Tokyo, what was it, Odigo, this travel company at the time, back in 2016. Mm. And uh, I went with loads of other YouTubers at the time. I went with like Rachel and Jun and um, I think that was it, and some other people. But uh, I remember actually, you know Jun, right? From Jun's Kitchen, Rachel and Jun. Yes. Really nice yes, guy. Yes, Very creative yeah, chap. Yeah. He wanted to play chess with me. And, uh, but we didn't have a chess board. He was like, Chris, I want you to teach me chess. I want to play chess with you. And I was like, all right, well, we don't have a chess board, mate. Do you want to, what are we going to do? And I sort of walked off wanting to talk to someone else because it was like 10 of us staying in this big house. And while I was talking to someone, Jen had like started fashioning chess pieces out of like tin foil and paper. And it was really quite impressive. He'd like made a castle, he'd made a king. And he was halfway through making it. I was like, that's really impressive, Jumbo. Look, I've just found my iPad and it's got chess on it. So he chucked it all in the bin oh, and we played on the iPad. And I'd oh, go back fantastic. to Okinawa and I'd finish the paper chess board that he so meticulously crafted and finish it once and for all. Um, do, you, do, you know, do you know who else is, it to, uh, is good at chess? 
Hello, I'm Connor. I'm very good at chess. I used to do it at school. I've got so much. I've, I've got so much Connor material. As I like his voice so much, and I want to be him because he's handsome and tall. <laughs> he's not uh, that. So he's the same height as me and you. So how is he? Don't oh, be fooled by the photos. Ah, don't, don't be, be fooled. fooled by the framing. He's the same height. I put my camera down low so I look tall. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to destroy you. Yeah. He's going to me. destroy I'm you. I'm in London, mate. I'm in London. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's a posh Pete Donaldson. But can you play chess like he can? Um, no, I, I, I used to. When I, I used to play quite a lot when I was a kid against my dad, and he used to absolutely destroy me. But my my mate, <laughs> his is a very good. He's a very good pool player, but he's also a very very good chess player. And he spends his time watching like chess YouTubers. Oh, now, right. if you think that like you know, <laughs> J vlogging uh, is variable quality wise when it comes to presentation. My God, chess blogging, chess vlogging is uh, is another is another world. I tell you, why is it? So, I don't know for being sarcastic. It's just, it? Yeah, it's just it's just it's just very low quality, very low <laughs> quality uh, people presenting it. I suppose. <laughs> oh, Matt, shots fired in every direction today by Pete Donaldson. The chess, oh yeah, the entire chess community of YouTube. C Dog VA, who's next in his crosshairs? Are you, are you going to attack next, Pete? What's going on? Don't know, mate. No, nobody's off the table. He's on a rampage. He's on a rampage, his old Pete. Oh, man. And uh, I, I still haven't got an answer for the first one. What's the one question you always wish you were asked but never are? I don't know. A question that makes me think philosophically. I never get mm. questions like that. I get, no. you know, I always get the same questions like, where do you want to go in Japan? What do you want to do in Japan? What's the one thing you should do in Japan? I want a question so confusing, so bewildering, but it makes me like my makes my head crash and makes me just confused. <laughs> crash. And it's the sort of thing that you would conjure up, Pete. You're a man of <laughs> great creativity and skill. Any questions that you can think um, of that fit that criteria? Uh, uh... I bought the, behind you. You've got a Bluetooth speaker that I bought a uh, niece uh, recently, and I've. It took quite a while to figure out how to set up. Um, did have you got any hints and tips for that? <laughs> Download the app and plug it in. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's no. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. That's all you got. All right. He spent all his energy slagging off everyone. How do you, how do you, how do you dance so well? How, how do you I dance, dance so well? Don't insult me. <laughs> I'm the final uh, crosshair. I'm the final target in the Pete Donaldson crosshairs. Yeah. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to the Born Japan podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. We'll be back to do it all over again on what day are we recording this on? We Pete? are. I forgot. <laughs> this one is. goes out on a Sunday and we're going to be back on Wednesday. Wednesday. All right. We'll see you Lovely. on Wednesday, guys. But for now, enjoy the opening to the week and we'll see you then. Have a good one. Goodbye. <laughs> He's going to kill you. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.